127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. And we hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew? I love this song, dude. I love this song. What's it? it? What is it? What is it called? Like hot kitchen in my chicken or something? <laughs> that was backwards. Hot, hot chicken, chicken in my, in my kitchen. kitchen. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. There was a hot kitchen in my chicken. Hot kitchen in my chicken. Man. I remember picking that song, man. We were just That's sitting there. That's a long time ago. And John goes, oh. This is it. This is it. Based like, off of the name. Based and then the name. you played it and me and Zach started going crazy. You started going crazy. He was already going crazy a little bit. Yeah. That just elevated. Dude, that was it. like the He was, was like, whipping nay naying to every single song. That was the whip. That was like the the low whip. The low Not whip. Not the normal whip. Yeah, no, he got a It's dangerous. A still. Deep whip. John can't low whip right. John can't do much right now. <laughs> whip around on my scooter. Uh, oh your scooter's up there. I can't scooter see it right still. now. It's up there in the in the him getting down the slider was impressive. Yeah. I'll give him that much. Dangerous. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> You'll see me try to get out. Yeah. I might true. go halfway up and just slide out like free willy. <laughs> right out across the <laughs> free willy. You think going up or down is going to be easier? Uh, I think going up is going to be easier. I think you can like jump and play. You can hop. Yeah. Going down was not. Not fun. No. I said we put a bing bag in here and just bring ball. Oh, yeah. Brainberg. Brainberg? The the bad part is, is that they, I don't know why we're going to get into what happened with John's foot, but. Let's do it. The, one of the issues is that the, my, my ankle joint was really, really loose. And so he, my he almost done. He's good. Um. And so they put a cartilage graft in between my ankle and my leg bone. Graft. Yeah. Was it from an they animal? Put a, they put a graft? Graft. Like a white graft. G-Mex graft? Not, not oh. like graft. Um, and, but now if I hit a bump or anything when I'm on my scooter, I can feel oh, the, my, uh, ooh, my foot move. Like, it just like slides. You can feel inside your leg. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, <laughs> that's <laughs> <incredible. laughs> Yes. Like when they're pulling stitches out, like yeah. stitches out and they're like. Oh, um, oh, I hate that. That's a weird <laughs> feeling. <laughs> and so that's the pain. And so I'm thinking, if I have to jump off of the ledge into a beanbag, oh, that it's gonna have that might weird... shock me. Yeah. What if we just like carry you down, or just put my mic up there and I just sit up there? <laughs> just I think, like we, I think we just install a slide. I like a slide. That's my proposition. Or like a fireman's pole, but it, he just can't get back up. <laughs> I think I'd get him one. Or no, we just drill a hole, and so you you stop on this level, and then when we're going down, you just go to just keep going. Line. Yeah, mm. that'd be fun. What's down below us? It's the, oh, uh, the storage. orchestra storage. Yeah, orchestra. Yeah, we'll John just falls through the roof. Boom. Hello, boys. Those big old drum things. I land on a music stand. Will be fun. Be good old time. How's y'all's yeah, week? Because I don't remember most of my week, so I want to know about your week. This Dude, week. Some, of, some of John's. John is normally a very very good texter. Some of his texts this week to me have been like. Like my my level bad, cryptic like, like bad like just short and like blunt or just like well, they don't make normal. sense. No, but he normally is like a pretty accurate texture. I'm not. I misspell everything. But like <laughs> he, he like he added something <laughs> and it's just like the oh, last gosh. sentence. He's a good parent. Oh, I just and it's just like it was like there. he finished the sentence and he was like I'm, and that was it. <laughs> it just said I'm or something like that. Golly, brother, what are they doing? Some of the ones that T sent this week also made me laugh, but I was, I'm also on a painkiller, so I don't know if they were that funny. On that PK? What did I say this week? I don't remember anymore. Dun, it's, been, dun, it's been a long dun, week. Dun, 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 dun. 
Uh, been playing a lot of disc golf this week. Disc Got a big, golf. big tournament this weekend, so that's fun. Did I? Uh, Whoa. That, that was, was loud. loud, bro. I've been so exhausted from this Colorado trip. Yeah? <laughs> Literally burnt, bro. Just playing catch up. Yeah. Did you drive any on the way back? No, but you, I was awake the first half until you avoided 3, the or whole 4, thing? 3 or 4 p.m. Oh. And so... That's sorry, sad. Sorry, Bubba. Sorry, I mean, bud. No, I mean, yeah. not really. I'm so sorry. I got to, uh, I got to talk with Kyle, and so it's a great dude, by the yeah, way. He's awesome. He's a fantastic guy. He's One really of the best. Cool. He is really cool, man. But to answer your week, answer your week, answer my your week, week dude. To answer your week, my question's been great, John. Oh, that's awesome. good. That's good. But it's been good, man. Yeah, right. hanging out. Sunday was great. Monday was great. Tuesday yeah. was great. Wednesday was great. Thursday is just real great because I'm in this room with y'all. So we're here Golly. now. These lovely with people. these lovely and beautiful people. <laughs> you missing anything, bro? I'm missing anything. Yeah. The the girl in front of me at um, Freebirds was missing something. I went to Freebirds before this. Yeah. Got Smart. got lunch. Got my normal burrito. Love Freebirds. Um, Freebirds. But I walked in. I opened the open the door. And let this lady walk in front of me, and so she gets in line in front of me, and I'm watching her make her burrito. Breeder. Burrito, Burrier. and she got Burrier. on her burrito. All she got was steak and shredded cheese. That's that was it. And then a large drink. That's what I'm so about. I, I don't know. Maybe she add stuff on it later. I have no idea. But she she quite literally had steak and cheese, and that was it on a burrito. I don't even know if that's a burrito. I think it's just a meat and cheese tortilla. That is a Mexican street burrito. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But it was it was sad to see. It it hurt my heart a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. But who knows? She's missing a lot of things, huh? <laughs> she was missing a lot, dude. She's missing Why are you laughing at me? Every, everything. <laughs> I tried to make the Except transition earlier. Uh, and he had to re-explain the story. Well, not yeah. re-explain. He had to explain the story. But, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe she added stuff later. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's... What, what would you add later, though? Like... Just the important just, stuff? You unfold it and put your, like, own rice. Like, on a Maybe she has, like, special rice. <laughs> you know what I'd add later? What'd you put? 11 verses. 11 verses. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would add later. Why would we add 11 verses? Well, is that 11? Is that how you, 9, 10, 12. 11? Yeah, That's see? 12. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't, we've talked about this on the podcast no, because before. because you have to include the no, ninth verse. No, Yes, that don't, in that, my mind, that always makes sense, but. Okay, whatever. You're not just subtracting. You got to take all of them into account. Yeah, you're right. And it would be 12 verses. 12 verses. Sorry. You're just, you just skipped over verse 9. How rude. Or did I skip over the last one? You didn't skip over the last one. You skipped over verse 9. How do you know? <laughs> what if it was verse 13? Okay. What, yeah, Gut what? feeling. Well, if you've joined us, uh, last week was a uh, a wild card. Um, you should go back and listen to it. There's a lot it's of a fun one. questions. Yeah. Um, some good responses to it. It was a fun time. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, but the week before that, we started a, a series called Absurd. And so we are back in that. Week number two. We're in Mark 16. Mm-hmm. And um, if you've read this before, um, in your Bible, there's probably a weird... Mine has a has a line, and then a statement, and then the rest of it is italicized, uh, which is pretty pretty gnarly. Um, and so, this is pretty absurd because this it says at the top of this verses nine through twenty. It says the earliest manuscripts and some other ancient witnesses do not have verses nine through twenty. And so, um, we thought we'd talk about it a little bit, have a little discussion, and uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that this is like. I think people just skip over that and forget that. And so it is absurd the fact that there's 12 verses here that just got added. Yeah. And we're like, okay, whatever. What's kind of the, this is my question, I guess, just to kick us off. What's kind of the background of these 12 verses, not 11? um, And like why, I guess, why were they added? Why were they not included in the beginning 
Um, and why are they, we talked about this a little bit before, why are they not included in the two most prominent manuscripts that, that we kind of look to today? Well, um, in saying that, um, you have to say the opposite also, <laughs> that yeah. there's two that they're not included in, which means that there's 99% of all of the other ones that they're included in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so why are they not? I, I wish I could answer that. Yeah. Um, because I could write a book, um, at that point and, um, maybe set up my, my kids to be able to pay for college. Um, but, Sheesh. but, uh, so it was, we can see from textual style, we can see from, um, even from notes in, in your Bible, and you see from those earliest two, um, Kyle 1 and Beto 3, uh, which is the, the, the codices that were used um, in the original manuscripts, that the, these 12 verses weren't in there. And um, why that is, again, nobody could actually even tell you why yeah. that is. Um, so I want to go to the other side. Why, why are they not? Why are they not? Yeah. Why are they? I, I was reading about this earlier and it was, gosh, I don't even know what they called. I might have to look it up again, but there was a guy that added it for like context to make it, um, flow with the other gospels. Okay. Um, that's what I read. Um, and that it was just like widely accepted because it had been confirmed by many other sources during that time. Sure. Um, to kind of wrap up the gospel of Mark. Um, that's what, that's at least what I read. Um, I don't know if there's a more legit, um, theological answer to that, but yeah, I was going to say everything, everything that's said in those 12 verses is, um, there's nothing false about it. I mean, if you, if you go look at the other, the gospels and other things, and some of these stories are confirmed by other places in scripture and history. So nothing is, nothing is false that was added. The, the question is just, why was it added? Um, and I think we're, we're trying to answer that and talk through that, but to, to know that none of it is false, that it is confirmed by other stories and scripture and in just history in general, um, is a, is a start. And I, I think it's interesting that it's, it just sounds so different from the rest of Mark. That was something I kind of looked back yes. at. Um, you can obviously tell it's not written by him. Um, that's, I guess that's kind of another, like, why is it in, in Mark's accounts instead of, you know, someone else, since it's, it's so different from, from his style of writing. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud right now, but you're, you're allowed to think out loud. You should think out loud. Um, I mean, I think you answered this a little bit before why it would be included, why these 12 verses would be included here and not in one of the other, um, gospel counts. Yeah. One of the other gospels. Um, is that Mark doesn't end the same way that the other ones do. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you were to include these 12 verses, then you would basically get a repeat mm -hmm. of what, of what had already happened. Yeah. Um, because even if you look, my, my screen is all divided into like a funny little half section right now. So reading this is going to be a challenge, but that's gnarly, bro. Um, and so just the first eight verses of chapter 16, the Sabbath was over. There's Mary Magdalene. Mother, uh, Mary, the mother of James, Solomon brought spices so that they could go and anoint him. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they went to the tomb at sunrise. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone to the entrance of the tomb for us? Looking up, they noticed that the stone, which was very large, large had been rolled away. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he told them. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they put him, but go. 
tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. They went out and ran from the tomb because trembling and astonishment overwhelmed them. And they said nothing to anyone since they were afraid. Like that could be the end. And yeah. it's the assumed by two manuscripts that that is the end yeah. of that. Yeah. And that would be so different than the end of the other gospel accounts. Mm. Um, I, I don't necessarily have an issue with this um, because the beginning of all the gospels are so different. Like yeah. I, I yeah. want, I want different kind of accounts. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that these feel differently um, or that they end even different. And this one ends with a, a weird kind of like a, uh, yeah, cliff cliffhanger kind of moment. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, they ran away and they didn't tell anybody because they were afraid. Yeah, the end. It's a it, weird. It's yeah, a weird that, stop. it would it would it would feel weird across the board. And so, mm-hmm. since the writing style is different, and because it's not the same kind of gospel ending as the others, um, then there's the assumption that somebody else came along and scripted this. Yeah, um, which is going to bring about some other issues for a lot of people yeah. Yeah. Uh, because then no longer no longer mark fault yeah i was gonna say i like and even that end is i'm I'm not mad at the added verses obviously we have them and they're a blessing um but like ending an eight i think is a if you read the entirety of mark is he has a pretty like almost an astonishment and amazement for for christ and what he does i mean throughout most of mark is just it he's highlighting like the amazement people have towards christ him and his attitude towards Christ, the astonishment. I mean, he ends right here, and they they went out and fled to the tomb for trembling and what? And astonishment had seized them. And so, like, me, when I read Mark, that's one of my favorite things about Mark in general is that just, I mean, constantly in there is he he's talking about they they were amazed at his teaching. They were amazed at whatever. They were they were just, it was constant. They, I mean, I think it was said they were amazed um, close to, like, 10 to 11 times throughout Mark, somewhere in there. Um, I don't remember the exact number between amazed and astonishment, but it's like 10, 11, 12 times, something like that. Um, and so it's a pretty constant theme. And so to end with that, I thought it was like, oh, like that makes sense for Mark. But now there's 12 verses, and so we're not ending with that. I was trying to find who who wrote these. I don't know if this is the right one. Uh, these verses. Ephraim? I don't know. It says he... He didn't write it. He just offers a, copied it over. He just offered a solution. Okay. Um, to like why it was written, why it was written. And Ephraim is basically basically explaining like, hey, here here is my word of advice to you. Yeah. Is that um, include these verses in scripture, but with this caution that I think everybody's Bible has that they may not be original. Yeah. And in that, just rem- just make it transparent and and then zoom out and go. Um, God is the one who gave us scripture. God is the one who has kept scripture together. God is the one who handed out scripture. Uh, what does it say in second Corinthians that we have this treasure in jars of clay. Mm-hmm. And so, and yeah. so like knowing the vessel that he used to give us scripture is an unbelievably fragile vessel and he's chosen to keep it all together. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I've read this before and we actually just covered this in a class too, because there's, I, I don't want to open this door completely, but there's this idea about, um, Marconian influence over Matthew and Luke and how there's so much carryover between the two. Um, And a lot of it is copied. Like literally you can see that the big chunk of Mark is in Matthew, a slightly smaller chunk of Mark is in Luke. Um, And so because of this strong influence uh, over Mark, then a lot of people are going to look at this and go, Hey, 
God kept us together and it influenced other parts of scripture. And it, those 12 verses have been along around for a long time. Mm. We just have to trust God with that. Yeah. Um, and this is not, this is not a battle that man fought and won because the same, the same Protestant people who fought to keep these verses in scripture have fought to keep other verses in scripture and they're not there. Mm. And so like Psalm 151 is one yeah. of those like, Hey, let's try to keep that in there. Um, just go grab the book of Enoch for fun yeah. and, and read that and have your mind blown. There's, there's been arguments to put other things in there that God and his sovereignty haven't allowed to mm. exist. Yeah. Um, and so the word of caution is wise under this understanding that God is the one that has sustained his word anyway. Like we have to trust that. Yeah. And if the authorship irritates you, like, okay, it was Mark all the way up until these last 12 verses and some other bro jumped on and, and said something mm. were both of them not spirit led. Yeah. Like, because yeah. then that's a dangerous game to play also. Um, because I would probably argue that most of the gospel um, r- books were not pinned by the author. They were yeah. spoken out loud and somebody else wrote them down. Yeah. And so what yeah. do we do with that? Like, you're, you're mm-hmm. adding layers to this that become a little yeah. bit challenging to win an argument. Yeah, that's going to be, I think I just cut you off there. No, I was, you go ahead. I, I, can I, I was going to ask, and it may have pinned you in a corner, but I think you answered the question of, People might argue that this like isn't inspired by God because it's not the original um, author of the book. Sure. Um, which you kind of answer that question. I mean, if it finds itself in Scripture at this point yeah. in time, over the course of so many years, um, the Lord is definitely somehow um, in in those verses. Um, and I've been reading um, the Case for Christ, and it's like it's a great book that goes and kind of dives into yeah. the connection between the Gospels and. Um, the, do you call it Marconian influence? Is that mm-hmm. what you called it? Um, it kind of hints on that um, of like, did they just copy what was said? Um, and kind of dives into the aspect of um, they may have not been the people that wrote the entire gospel that is titled either Mark, Luke, John, whatever, Matthew. Um, like they probably may or may not have been the entire author of, of all the verses in there. And so yeah. um, it's a cool book. Highly recommend that if if this is something that, that you're wrestling with, it's been awesome to kind of read. So, or have a conversation with the residents. They just, uh, Caleb and Bailey both just walk through big, big boy words. They, they had to read these big articles in the dictionary of Jesus and the gospels that talk about the synoptic evidence of mm. those three, the synoptic gospels are Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Luke yeah. um, talking about double tradition and triple tra- tradition between those two, how much carryover there is and why. Yeah. Um, and it, it actually just really heavily leans into linguistic style and how to understand what those authors were doing to their specific audience, what they were trying to say, um, and how all of that connects together. And so it yeah. could be a good challenge to, <clears throat> to run up to one of them and go, Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. And just see what the response is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. let me know yeah. um, to see what they're learning. So that's awesome. I was going to say like, even, even looking at these last 12 verses is if God used somebody who, who was spirit led to, to write the rest of these books and write the entirety of Mark up to verse eight, like what's to say he didn't use somebody else for verses nine through 20, sure. whatever it is. It's like, we, I think sometimes we just rule that out. Um, but my, sorry, this is, I had it earlier. And so I'm, I'm going back to this before it, I could be, I could be wrong on this. Um, I'm, so this is kind of an open ended question without verses nine through 20, uh, would Mark, I think Mark's the only book that doesn't have proof of resurrection. And so like him appearing to his disciples. Am I right on that? Because I believe Matthew, Luke, and John all have him appearing to his yeah, disciples. They do. And so without that, and it's maybe, maybe it was playing that way. I don't know. Yeah. But I think without these last, I don't think anywhere in Mark does it say that. Obviously, you have somebody dressed in white saying he's alive, but the disciples have no proof of his resurrection. Yeah. Um, but in here, verse 12, 
Um, he obviously, he appears to his disciples, I believe it's in verse, yeah, verse 12. Um, and so if you don't add these, he, that then becomes the only gospel where he doesn't, there's no proof of resurrection. Yeah. You're noticing it's good. Um, so kind of, I think we've kind of dis- dissected this a little bit. Um, and I think, I think the most important question to answer now at this point is, is what does this say? Um, I'm just kind of, kind of leave it open, um, about God, about, about his word, about the coming of, of Christ. Obviously we kind of already hinted at that, but kind of tying it into the more essential question, not so much of why is this absurd, but, but why does it matter? Why do these 12 verses matter or why yeah. does it, why do we even have to have this discussion? Both. You can yeah. go either way, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I love, I love that it's in there. I also really like things that, that cause us to pause and cause mm-hmm. us to, to have a check in our spirit and cause us yeah. to question. And, um, I'll, I'll put this, I'll put this in our baptistic, uh, cultural worldview. Big word. If you want, like th- there's some things that happen that, that the good little Baptist boy or girl who's grown up in, in like the small town Baptist churches do not experience. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I can't explain to you why that is, but, but there's going to be moments where God chooses to do something where you go, that's not, that's not normal. Mm. Yeah. What, I, what I'm seeing now is, is affecting how I think or, or what I think about God or my faith, or there's a lot that, that can go on. And so uh, without diving into like deep details, it would be like healings that we have seen in other places that have taken place. It'd be like, I think I've told the story before, just the miraculous multiplying of food that happened mm-hmm. in Haiti one time on a bus and, and just things like that, that we look at and go that that's something that only God can do. And, yeah. and I love that that happened. And so when, when you see something that makes you question or makes you uncertain, um, those are, those are sweet moments for you to, to wrestle with and contend with your faith because, um, like the, uh, when you get uncomfortable, when you begin to doubt, when you begin to question, um, a lot of times those are big faith building moments, um, for me, uh, because you, you think of verses, um, like, uh, Hebrews 11, one, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the yeah. conviction of things not yet seen. Um, and, and so you look at that, like, okay, I, I want to have faith in things that I actually haven't seen yet. Because if, if, uh, what is it? It's been said like seen hope, seen hope is not real hope, mm-hmm. um, at that point. And so that's a, excuse me, that's like a Paul thought. Um, for in this hope that we are saved now, hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes and what he sees. That's Romans eight. Um, and so like, it, it's good for us to have things like this to go, God, here's my questions. Um, I'm going to walk by faith, not necessarily by sight. Mm. And if I stop at verse eight, what do I get? Mm. If I stop at verse eight of this, we read it, but if you stop at verse eight, what do you get in this book? They ran away from the tomb, trembling and astonished and overwhelmed. Yeah. Why? Because it was empty. Yeah. The, the, the stone that they were concerned about moving mm-hmm. had been moved. And Jesus, who they know in their mind is in there because they were going to anoint his body, is not in there. Yeah. And so that's, that's just the end part of it. The resurrection is unbelievably important to our salvation and to our theology. Yeah. But, but are we okay ending it right there? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just going, okay, God, you left these here for a reason. I need to wrestle with them. I need to contend with this. I need to think through this and see what it does to my faith. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I love these spaces yeah. in scripture. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad God in his sovereignty decides to use man to include these yeah. last these last parts just to yeah. stir us up to go, hey, think about this. Crud. Yeah. 
It's good stuff. I will always, I was always be a big fan of questions. Um, I think, I think people tend to lean away and shy away from asking questions because they don't want to look stupid or dumb or whatever, whatever it is. But like, even just looking at this stuff is, is God allowing, um, these things to be added to scripture, like you said, for us to like stumble and wrestle with, I think is a really, really healthy thing because it allows for us to move from a, a space of comfortability to where we're like, okay, th- like we're okay with this. Now all of a sudden we're moving to a little bit of space of uncomfortability, which I think then leads to growth and discussion and all these fun things. And so I think him adding these is just a, it's a blessing to who we are as in, and the conversations we're having now and people will have, um, hopefully after this podcast <laughs> is, um, very similar to this, like pod, like the, we'll have conversations about, um, like the, the five points of Calvinism and, and those conversations, I think to some degree, um, if they're taking space in the, the space of non-believers are probably completely useless. But when it's, when it's in the space of like believers, I think it's really good because it makes you think and, and go through these things. Um, and so like, I, I love that. I love when, when in scripture, like you said, John, is that um, these things are added and it makes us kind of pause and be like, oh, well, like, hey, what does this mean? Let, and let me think through this. Yeah. Um, I also think, and this is, this is, I was talking to, man, this had, this, oddly enough, I had this conversation with somebody a couple months ago, I think, um, I think it was like during, uh, study nights last, last semester is somehow we got talking about this. And this is, this is why I kind of sent that, the, Hey, what ideas do we have? And I was like, I'm going to send this and see what yeah. they think. Um, if somebody was talking about it and they were like, man, like they, and it was, a, it was the weirdest thing, but they were like, sometimes I just feel like verses nine through 20 is, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> What? Eh? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? And they were like, well, like, technically, like, I, I'm not really needed. I'm just this, like, small, small portion of of this, like, the bigger plan. And they're like, and, and I, sometimes I feel like I'm in the shadow of Mark 1 through 16, verse 9, um, or verse 8, sorry. And they're like, sometimes I just feel like verses 9 through 20. And it's like the importance of 9 through 20 being in here is huge. Um, and, and John just spoke on that. And so I think a lot of times in a very... Very weird way, but that person just being like, man, I feel like verses 9 through 20 at times. It's like, no, like, I don't care how how little or whatever you think you are. You play a massive role in in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, you not being like the, the headline and the head title of some book does not matter. Um, the Lord's going to use you in some really cool ways. And I would argue that the, the Lord has used Mark verses 9 through 20 just as much as he used verses from 1 to 16 verse 8. Um, and so I think that is really cool that this little bitty scripture has probably... And, and I may argue has caused more conversation um, and discussions than the rest of Mark combined. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I, I just read this and you talked about asking questions and wrestling. Verse 16, and you probably have a quick answer for this, but just for the people, um, and I'm kind of curious, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. You know where my question's about to go. Go ahead. I like, I like I, I, I mean, I like questions. first read, obviously you have to believe and is baptized will be saved. And so someone may read that and be like, I have to believe and be baptized when you go, but then you jump to Romans ten nine, and that is just a belief. That's all that is. It's no baptism. And so someone who asked that question, then I think starts to go into like, okay, why is this included then? If it, I mean, sure. some of my, my argument is goes goes arrest. this goes against Romans ten nine. Um, so how would, how would you address that? Yeah. Totality of scripture, totality of scripture is important. I mean, even, even Peter's first message, um, in the book of Acts, he says, repent and be baptized, Mm. um, for the goodness, for the forgiveness of sins. And, and so he even includes that in there. And so you can take what happens there in, 
um, Mark 16, you can take what happens in Acts 2 um, and uh, and try to, it's Acts 3 actually, and try to uh, make a case that baptism is essential for salvation. Mm. Um, the the struggle is, is that right after it, his next couple messages, he mm. doesn't include baptism in yep. there. Um, and if it was essential to salvation, then it would be an essential teaching within scripture that pushes us that way. So the best way that I've heard this explained, because it you can read that and rightly be um, confused or concerned about the language that's used there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, be- the best way I've heard this described before is imagine that you are, you have a train to catch and you're going on a train from, from Dallas to Alaska. It's a long train. Right, it's a long train. Okay. It's a real long train. And, and I know that the train leaves in 10 minutes. And so I'm looking at Zach and I said, Hey, you got to catch this train, run, grab your coat. So I'm, I'm giving you two instructions. Yeah. Um, one of them is essential to you catching the train and getting to Alaska. Yeah. The other is going to be helpful when you get there. Mm. Like, Hey, you need your coat when you yeah. get to Alaska. I'm just yeah. thinking for you. Yeah. Um, this is the same thing that we apply to baptism because, because you, when you take the totality of scripture, then baptism isn't salvific in nature. Yeah. Um, it is a reflection of what has happened within you. And so yeah. uh, we got into, uh, it was two months ago, just another fun discussion with some, some people about, um, is baptism is the, is a person getting baptized, the proper reflection of repentance, which means like mm. the people that have repented, do they get baptized? Yeah. Um, I can simply say like, yes, but yeah. the question was worded when we were in this discussion is, is it essential for repentance? Is baptism the essential element to mm. reflect repentance? And I have to answer that question. No. Um, because like the thief on the cross, like that's a pretty yeah. big one. Yeah. It's like, he repented today. You're going to be with me in paradise. They didn't rip him down and baptize him and put him <laughs> back up there. Um, that now can God, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. God can do that. God can be like, okay, you have a pardon because you're not yeah. going to be able to be mm-hmm. baptized. Um, but if, if it was instructive in nature, then it would be included. And so mm-hmm. it, it's hard for us to read a verse and then write narrative into scripture. That's not necessarily there. Yeah. Instead, take all of it and go, this is actually what it's saying. Yeah. Um, and then apply it. And so baptism is more a reflection of a heart change that it's an ordinance that we have put in place or that God put in place to be a reflection to the mm-hmm. church of who actually belongs to the church. Yeah. Um, but it's not salvific in nature. That's good. Yeah, I was, I was going to jump to the second half of that verse because it goes, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but then it goes to the opposite end of, and it only says believe. Whoever does not believe. Yeah. Will be condemned. And so it doesn't say who does not believe and does not get baptized. Will whoever be believes but skips baptism. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're bound. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, that, that's, that would be, I think, an, a big argument for someone who, who reads this and be like, yeah. this shouldn't be included. Sure. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I mean this. This continues. I I don't want to make this about baptism, but before I'm a Baptist, why not? Um, this this kind of gets at my functional irritation with baptism and how we how we do this, uh, because um, what we see in Scripture defined as like the the ordinance of baptism takes place within the house. Like it, it takes place where where the people see who belongs to them. Yeah. And so the, I, I don't mean to throw shade at people. I just want to challenge some people. Like if, if you lead your friend to Christ out at Aggie Park and you baptize him in the fountain, um, he, he wasn't a part of a church at that point, mm. um, which is not necessarily a negative, but I think there's much more power in for you to go, hey, you are my people. 
I'm going to stand before you and I need you to hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And so this is the right, I mean, all the way up until kind of a really modern time, the, the process of being baptized in the local church was like a two or three year process Mm, of you going through classes and you being confirmed and not on the Catholic side, but, but, but you really like them seeing you and going, here is the evidence and the fruit Mm -hmm. of that. And, and baptism used to be a threefold thing, which is wild. If you want to go back and read like what they do, they would ask you questions and be like, do you believe that God is the father? I believe baptized. Do you believe that in the oh, one wow. and only son, I believe you're yeah. baptized. And so you make a confession even during your baptism that mm-hmm. is very theological. It, it was that important for them to go. Yeah. You must know that you're a part of this family and this is what you believe. And this is what, you, this is how you act instead of like right off the bat, you've accepted Christ. Don't go. Yeah. It, it's sort of a dangerous game. And, and that's why uh, I think accountability has swayed. Discipleship becomes kind yeah. of difficult because our expectation into becoming a family member has um, been shrunk. That sounds like a podcast, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we're on one, but yeah, it could be. Yeah. We are. That's good stuff. Yeah, we are. I was, you know, thinking future things, you know. Yeah. You know. So, oh, like a future podcast. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I'm with you now, Zach. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. like that's a podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, There's a transition you know into that. All right. Now on the next episode. Yeah. Of this so one next episode. episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, y'all got any any final thoughts, conclusions, anything they can leave with and be like, that was good. I got this from it. I need y'all to figure out why why he talks about them picking up snakes. <laughs> that. Yeah, that was. And, and these signs will accompany them. They cast out demons. They speak in tongues. They pick up snakes. There's also uh, pick up the they, snakes. they will they will place. Wait, what was it? They drink anything deadly. Yeah, drink deadly harm poison. Them. Yeah, yeah. That's good job. I'm glad that they know that yeah. now. That they have the power to do that. Yikes! I wish I did. That'd, that'd be, be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe. I mean, it's the same spirit. So you picked up a deadly snake, T. Yeah. You probably have. I have a rattlesnake on my wall. Yeah, but it's not alive. It, anymore. Is it alive? Uh, it's, just, it's, it's nailed up there. It's, it's, I, feed it, I feed it every now and then. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, my Finnish friends wanted me to pick up a deadly snake. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Finnish friends. People don't know about your Finnish friends. Yeah. I made some new uh, friends from Finland on the disc golf course, and they're the nicest people in the world. Them suckers rolled up in a Porsche jamming rock suckers. music. Suckers? <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> I'll do a day. Every time they see me now, they go, Hey, <laughs> And I'm like, Y'all Oh, can't see the hand my signal. day just got a whole lot better. Are they playing in open or are these like MA1 guys? Uh, another MP40. <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Be my division if I was over there playing with them. MP40s, boy. MP40s. It's like, <laughs> it's like professional. It's like professional old man. Just like John a, is a five five six in the <laughs> two two three. Such <laughs> <laughs> a dork. I know. I am. All right. That's, so we're up. we're gonna be talking for hours if we stay on here. So okay. Uh, we'll see y'all next week for another um, episode. When do we have a special guest coming on? Hopefully soon. Soon. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Be glorious. We'll have That's another lovely face. Just Can time for me to lose. lose again. Yeah, you're gonna lose again. Am like, I one in three? Yes. You still talking? Or one in two? We're only like nine days away from opening day. That's, That's true. Wild. Yes, sir. I'll two days out for two on. months. Shut up. What do you We don't need them. I'll two days out for two months. months. Oh, okay. We said the same thing at the same time. We're gonna do an episode on opening day. It's a well, Saturday, I think. Yeah, it's a Saturday. And you just like want to watch baseball games and drop a. 10 hour podcast dude you know how fun that would be just us talking why not i feel like i have something we're just talking at this point all right turn this thing off let's leave this place yeah we'll, we'll see y'all next week right back here spotify his thing ain't working right now we have some lovely beautiful go. listeners <laughs> thanks for thanks for the soundboard work over there i don't know what happened it didn't work that's great see y'all